0: The Fibber McGee, and Molly Show. A couple of days ago, Mr. McGee bought himself a thousand bricks. And today, he's about to slap them together into a beautiful big barbecue. Uh, correction, first he has to build a concrete foundation to put it on. Uh, correction again, he has to dig a bed for the concrete foundation before that. Molly. There are times when I kind of regret that I bought them dead red bricks. I know. You fill the air with your regrets about 50 times so far today. Next time I start talking myself into something, I'm going to strike me dumb.
2: (laughs) There's an amusing answer to that, my boy, but I won't say it. Look, I have a great idea. Yeah? How about getting a contractor to do this job?
0: No, ma'am. I'm going to build this barbecue pit all by myself if I have to get every friend I have to help me.
2: Who has that many friends?
0: Don't worry, I'll uh oh. By an amazing coincidence, here comes a big pump pigeon up the sidewalk right now. Hey, Doc! Hey, we're out here in the backyard.
2: Dr. Gamble? He doesn't know anything about bricklaying. He's a mason, ain't he? Hello, Doctor Gamble. Hello,
0: Molly. And good afternoon to you, Buckle Wart. Hi, Waddlebottom. Hey, what goes on here? Did you lose a nickel, sonny?
2: He's building a barbecue, Doctor. With
0: a shovel? Thought you were going to build it with those bricks. Building a barbecue, Fatso, is just like getting you dressed in the morning. What does that mean? Well, whether it's you or a barbecue pit, the first thing you need is a good, strong foundation. <laughs> oh, again. Oh, I'm just giving them a friendly hint, that's all. I don't know who's making his girdles these days, but... McGee, getting...
2: now that's enough.
0: Oh, I don't mind him at all, Molly. <laughs> You're getting careless. In fact, I find him a very fascinating physical specimen. You do, Doc? Yes. It's always amazed me to see such a busy, active, lively mouth and such a dead head. Ah, toupee, Dr. Toupee. Toupee? That's a French expression, meaning you got me, Pierre. <laughs>
2: that's touche, Monsieur. And if you boys will excuse me, I'll go inside and French fry some
0: potatoes. Ah, you go ahead, kiddo. And cook plenty. I'm getting hungry. Hey, why don't you knock off this afternoon, Pat? and sit down here and watch me work. I'd love to watch you work, mush muscle, but I can't spare the time. Or can I? Oh, what do you got that's so important? Well, let me see. Now, there's old Mrs. Gange's arthritis. If you cured that up, you couldn't buy a car next year. The moaning boy's measles. I saw him sneak down the back alley. he infecting the other kids nicely for you, but they won't spot up for a couple of days yet. And the Fromish Twins' diphtheria shots and Tossy Toots' tibia. Tossy Toots' tibia. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know, I can spare an hour or so. I'll do it. Fine. You need the rest anyhow, Doc, you old man. You just park your pork there on that cement sack and I'll show you how to mix country. Good. You know, there's something mighty satisfying. About mixing cement and sand and water and gravel together... (laughs) And knowing it's going to harden into concrete that'll last forever. <sighs> kind of a deep feeling of accomplishment, but what are you mumbling, Doctor? You're not mixing that concrete right. What do you know about mixing concrete? Okay, Doctor, what am I doing wrong? Well, in the first place, you're using too much water, isn't it. Oh, it's easier to do it myself than try to explain it to a mullet head like you. Give me the shovel. Now, I'll be careful of your clothes, Doc. You want a pair of coveralls? No, I'll just roll up my sleeves. You better take off that wristwatch. Oh, yeah. I'll put that right down here. Yeah. It's a new one. Now, stand back and watch a guy who knows how. Take it easy, now. Take it easy. <laughs> Oh, me. I never realized how oh, much concrete takes to tool. such ridiculously oh, oh. small <laughs> hole. Take it easy, Doc. Take it easy. One more big batch ought to do it. What's that you got? Oh, that's a great little idea of mine, Doctor. I got to thinking about that wonderful concrete you're mixing and how it all lasts last forever or maybe even longer. So you know what this is? It uh, looks like a two-quart mason jar to me. Right. And you know what I'm going to use it for? This is going to be a time capsule. Time capsule? Yep. I'm going to fill it with stuff from our everyday life. You know, the contemporary stuff. I'm buried in the wet concrete for maybe a thousand years. <laughs> I hate to think of people in the 30th century judging us for the stuff you leave behind. Fumbled some. Don't you worry about it. You'll be dead. Thank goodness. Oh, here comes Molly with some of the stuff right now.
2: Here's the thing jammed for me, Heath. Good. What on earth are you going to do with this assortment?
0: Your husband, my dear, has succumbed to man's age-old urge to leave a record for posterity. Yep. Science's little helper wants to bury some odds and ends in this wet concrete for future generations to discover. Sort of a time capsule, Molly. Oh, that's a wonderful idea, McGee. Speaking in the interest of science, my dear, I feel that it may profit the world of the future to get an idea of how we live... You know, this may come as a shock to you, sonny boy, but they've been putting down time capsules like this in every fresh batch of concrete since the Chicago World's Fair. I know, I know, but mine's going to be different. All the other capsules are full of fancy duckings and works of art and stuff they're going to preserve in museums and all stuff like that there. Well, they try to preserve what I'm going to leave is simple, everyday things. Things that there's so much of now, nobody saves any of them for the future, you see.
2: Well, that makes sense, all right. Yeah,
0: it does does. It Get you. Now, well, give me the stuff, Molly, and I'll show you what I mean. Thanks. Now, here. Look at this horrible hunk of hand-knit neckwear, for instance. Yikes. Everybody makes jokes about Christmas ties, and everybody throws them away as quick as they can. A thousand years from now, people read the jokes in the ancient books, but they won't know what the heck we're talking about. And this will show them. Scare them, too. I got a little note on it. It says Christmas necktie. Ha, ha, ha.
2: (laughs) You're not going to put in this old razor blade,
0: are you? Yep. I hate the part with this old blade, too. I only used it 73 times. Well, here she goes. How do you know, 73 times? I counted of the Knicks. Oh. I bet this will be a novelty in the year 2954. Maybe people won't even have whiskers to shave then.
2: Half of them won't, i bet.
0: What makes you think that, Molly?
2: Well, unless they change a great deal from the way they are now, us ladies very rarely have oh, to
0: bother. <laughs> what do you
2: want with the wanted section of the Gazette, dearie? There,
0: my dear, is the whole story of our day-to-day life. Historians always preserve the news section for historical reasons, but it's the one ad that gives you the picture of civilization in its underwear. How true. That goes in next. What else are you preserving for those lucky people? I'm going to put in some valuable portraits of some of our presidents, Doctor. Washington, Lincoln, Jefferson, and Roosevelt.
2: Portraits? Won't they fade in a thousand years, McGee?
0: Not these, Sissy. they. A Lincoln Penny, a Jefferson Nickel, a Roosevelt Dime, and a Washington Quarter. Ah. My, isn't the boy ingenious. (laughs) I'm just as genius as you are, (laughs) charterteach. Next, I place in the time capsule the original pilot model of my latest invention, the McGee Jet Ketchup Gun.
2: (laughs) That should give some scientists of the future a nice messy surprise when he pulls the trigger on that thing.
0: (laughs) It's think he's bleeding to death. (laughs) Now, the latest copy of Partly True Magazine which contains one of my favorite articles. How to Strangle a rhinoceros with Your Right Hand, written by the famous adventurer Lefty Smith. <laughs> is that all? One last thing. This picture of me I took in the photo machine at Cramer's Drugstore. So the men of the future can get a good idea of how the man of now looked. You see? Mm. that's a reflection on the whole human race. Ah, what a find this is going to be for some lucky scientist about 2954 A.D. <laughs> Just picture the excitement when they dig up the McGee time capsule. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Oh, it's that picture of you little will my boy. You think so, Doc? Oh, when they take a look at that simian expression, at the retractable forehead and those anthropoidal features, I can see the headlines. Pilt down man discovered again. Ah, oh, gee, thanks, Doc. Put that lid on tight now, McGee.
2: This is an exciting idea.
0: Come McGee, friend of science. Now, I'll just push it down in the wet concrete as far as it'll go. There. Now, jump on the last batch of it, Dockey. Okay. There. Now, won't they be surprised? Hey, wait a minute. Who mixed all that concrete for this mediocre memorial? Oh,
2: that's right, McGee. Dr. Gamble did
0: it. Yeah. So shouldn't I be represented in there by something? Oh, don't you worry. You are, Doc, old sports. What do you mean? What? I was going to tell you, but, well, it happens so fast. Go on. When you were slapping that shovel around, mixing all that stuff together, you shoveled your wristwatch right into the wet... What? Side. My brand new wristwatch is in there? Oh, uh, it's mixed up in the concrete somewhere. That's what gave me the idea for the time capsule in the first place. Oh, no! Good night. Good night, all. <laughs>